Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Happy Valley, who strives to give everyone the premium cannabis experience by providing consistent quality products and exceptional customer service. It was founded by longtime cannabis consumers who are frustrated with the industry's erratic experiences and lack of accountability. Guys, they really do have some of the best in Massachusetts. I was literally about to give up on dispensary flour because the quality and the effects I was getting was just not there. But with Happy Valley, they cure their cannabis flour for two weeks or more to provide an enhanced terpene profile, an ideal moisture ratio, and increased psychotropic potency. And if you know a thing or two about cannabis, you'll know the difference between their brand and others. Didn't get that promotion you wanted? Happy Valley. Your crush left you on red? Try Happy Valley. Not only in the stressful times, but in the good times when you have the chance to enhance any experience, why not pick up your own stash to enjoy? Visit Happy Valley in East Boston today to get 20% off a single accessory with the promo code DOPE. All right, let's get into it. So today I'm here with Amy. She is a TikTok creator who I actually found one day through the hashtag Canna Recovery. And when I first saw that hashtag, I actually got kind of nervous because I thought there was a trend going around with everyone trying to quit cannabis, but turns out it was about people quitting their drug addictions with cannabis. And it all started with this amazing woman right here. She started Canna Recovery, and I'm so excited for her to share her transformational story with us. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I was so happy. Yeah. So tell us how this all began. Like what led up to this? What opened the door uh, to the addiction you developed? So I started experimenting with a lot of party drugs um, in my late teens. You know, senior year, I was drinking, smoking pot, doing a lot of like psychedelics, the rave scene, all of those things. Um, but after high school, I got a few surgeries over a probably year, year and a half um, that I got prescription pills for, um, specifically hydrocodones. And the best way I can describe that feeling is almost like there was this beast inside of me that had been quiet for quite a while. And, um, you know, with each thing I fed it, it got bigger and bigger until all of a sudden I was the beast. And all I could do is chase the high. And next thing I know, it kind of progressed to stealing pills, you know, buying pills off the street, which turned into heroin. And I'll never forget um, the day I did heroin for the first time. I went home and I cried in the mirror, um, but I also had a bag under my sink ready for the next day. And that felt like the most devastating thing. Um, but that was addiction, you know, and the next few years were <laughs> a lot that I'm sure we'll discuss. So yeah. <laughs> definitely. Damn. So Oof. you already felt the what am I doing like right after the first one that's crazy yeah so you know going through all this when did you decide to get help like what did you do so relapse is a big part of my journey I relapsed a lot so I've gotten help quite a few times um my first attempts were with MAT so Suboxone and methadone. And I am actually a huge supporter of both those things. Unfortunately, they didn't work for me at the time because as other addicts and alcoholics know, you have to be ready 
yourself to quit. And I was not, I was doing it because I had gotten caught and I needed to fix it, you know? And I thought that I could put the substance down, pick this medication up and everything would be well. And it's much more complicated than that. So I went back out. I came back in around June of 2019. I was tired. Um, and I went to detox at that time. I finally checked myself in and there's a lot to that story that I won't dive into, but one big factor is I actually did meet a man, um, in rehab and I married him 11 days later. So (laughs) that is like, yeah, there's a lot to that story as you could guess. Um, it was, it's comical now at the time it was pretty traumatic and a lot spiraled out of control. So that thing that was supposed to get me clean, we ended up relapsing together. Um, within a few months, uh, I was back on my ass and October of 19, 2019, he was gone already. And I finally, I just remember specifically, I really, I really wanted to die at that point because I didn't want to feel the things I was feeling anymore. Um, and I remember that feeling so well, but I didn't want to die. I knew I was worthy of so much more than I was giving myself. That's something I never lost sight of in active addiction. I knew I deserved a better life than what I was living. And I wanted to give myself that chance. So I checked myself into rehab in October, 2019. And that was the final attempt at getting help, you know, and funny enough, it's like, I thought that a man was going to be the one to save me. I was so convinced, you know, I was always looking for something else to save me. But what he taught me was that I can save myself. And that's exactly what I did. And so I went to rehab in 2019. Wow. So what was your experience like at rehab? (laughs) That is, I giggle because rehab was one of the craziest experiences of my life, but also I got so much rest in. It's the time when I finally, everything that I had been fighting finally came to a halt and I had to like pay attention to me. And, you know, I, when I first got to rehab, I got pretty caught up in the chaos. I was still at that point really bitter and was like seeking, you know, a a guy to get over my ex with. And I wanted to be around the fun people, but something I learned is usually the fun people are not the ones that you want to be around. Um, you're not the ones that are doing the things that you should be. And so by January of 2020, um, I relapsed. So that's actually my clean date. Um, I relapsed with a girl in my house and got caught up. Um, I did get clean, but about like a few weeks later, I actually had a really good friend, um, all through active addiction and still to this day in recovery, um, Joey. And he was at the rehab that we went to. And I, next thing I know, I found myself clean and sober in the passenger seat of the stolen rehab van going 120 down the road and next hundreds of feet into the woods basically long story short we were trying to get home before the director but the point of this story I I just he had to drag me out of the car we went through a swamp it was like flipped he had to pull me out of a window and put me over his shoulder at Joey. I love you. I love you. This man has like literally saved me from so much, like so Uh, much. And we, he's like hiking up to the top of this hill with me. And then he like lays me down and he lays down. We both are like, ah, and that's the very moment I said to myself, damn, it's a me problem. (laughs) Where I go, 
am. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't high, but I was still somehow in the middle of the bullshit. Mm. And that is actually a huge shift in my life and my recovery journey, because it's when I really started, it started to sink in that like, it wasn't about the substance. It's not the substance at all. It's about what's inside and it's about seeking eternal peace. And if I'm not willing to do that, I will continuously be in situations like that. So I went from seeking the chaos to actually like wanting to do better. And I changed houses. I changed friends. Um, I went to a lot of meetings. I just, I did the things I did the work and it changed everything for me, but rehab built so much of the foundation that I stand on today. And if there's anyone listening, um, that's out there fighting the idea that they're the kind of addict that needs it. I was that person too. And I wouldn't be talking to you today if I didn't finally like give up the fight. So, right. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, like that's yeah. awesome that you were able to pull yourself out of that. I remember you telling me, uh, something that, uh, someone in the rehab told you about plant medicine I'd love for you to share that. Yes. So specifically something about me, I've always loved. I've always loved cannabis. It is, I am a huge believer in plant medicine and it's magic. And so cannabis has always been something I've incorporated into my life. But at that time, I obviously couldn't because I was in rehab. And specifically, I remember sitting in group one day with my director and she was talking about how um, basically you can't have any mind altering substance at all, including drinking or um, cannabis, marijuana, um, without ending up a needle, with a needle in your arm. And, you know, I'm a loud mouth. I always have been, I always will be. And I spoke up and I fought that idea. And I said, I don't think that's true. I think I could be that person. And, you know, in hindsight, everyone in the room probably was laughing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks that can be that person. But ultimately, it's almost like I always knew in my heart what actually was going to work for me. And I was sitting in the space of being told, like, no, it's this. But turns out it was plant medicine all along. So, yeah. So how were you able to start your new life with cannabis? So I in May of 2020, I decided to leave rehab. There was some things that I did not agree with. My family was like supportive of that. I had done a lot of work, a lot of change, a lot of growth, and I was ready to leave. So one thing I had learned and that to this day, I still hold tight. And when it comes to recovery, I believe in it's people, places, things, but you have to be willing to change all of those environmental factors, whether it be someone in your life or triggers, you have to be willing to work on those things. And, um, I knew that if I went right back to the same place that I had done all my bullshit in, that I would just get, go back to the cycle, you know? And in fact, I was already texting my ex, you know, the one, like I was going back to the cycle. So I, at this point, my brother actually lived out in California and he had been for years trying to get me to come out there. But for one reason or another, I always had an excuse. And finally, I kind of just didn't have one anymore. So May of 2020, I actually left rehab and I went home for three days. And then I flew out to California with a book bag on my back and that's it. And I like started everything over. That's when I really introduced cannabis back into my life. Um, and that's when I just, I have so much gratitude for that decision and for my family, especially getting me to that point, because I wouldn't have been able to do that without them. But it's changed everything for me. So 
Yeah. And can you talk about how during your recovery, um, how are you using cannabis? And you say your parents were helping you as well? So my parents, oh man, my family, um, my family is absolutely amazing, supportive of me. And, you know, I'm sure maybe in some ways my parents might've had some concerns in the beginning with me introducing cannabis because I had put them through so much. Um, but once I really started, it took three things. I feel like I got out of the environment. I added cannabis into my life. And then I also recognized that I had to work a program that worked for me and whatever that meant, regardless of everyone else's opinion, that's what was going to save my life. And that's to this day, what saves my life. Right. And I think everyone in my life has seen that as well. I mean, it's, obvious that I am doing really great, you know, and they don't have any problems with the choices I've made. In fact, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure that there's some comfort in the fact that my parents don't have to worry anymore, you know, about me going back out and making these choices. And cannabis is a big factor in that. Definitely. I love that. So you were talking about, you know, getting your life back and how you started TikTok to as a part of your recovery. (laughs) Yeah. Can you explain that? So TikTok. Yes. Um, <laughs> it makes me laugh just because I have such a love hate relationship for that app. Um, <laughs> I can be really toxic, but at the same time, it's brought so much beauty to my life. And I got TikTok. Um, actually when I moved out to California, I was, I didn't have a job at the time. I was bored. I was like bitter and honestly just decided to start posting. And It kind of, so my first, I guess, viral video was one I shared my story with, which started introducing me to the community and connecting me with people, which I decided to continue on that path. And I started sharing a lot about my story. Um, That is when a lot of the, so I got a lot of followers. It was kind of a weird thing at first to really, I had gone from living a secret life for so long. I mean, I was living just the most double life you could to being on this platform shouting it out to a lot of people that still probably thought like didn't even realize that had been doing the things I was doing you know but um it changed my life so you know by the time I believe I got around I think it was around 60,000 followers I started getting anxious because while it changed my life I wasn't being honest I was still smoking And I felt like I was trying to fit this mold that everyone else did, that 12 step mold. That's just not me, you know? And I was trying to put on this face that I was like doing recovery a certain way, but it actually wasn't the truth. So I believe it was actually March of 2021 when I finally said something about cannabis. You know, I I posted a video. I said, Hey guys, I need to be real with you. I actually smoke and it's a big part of my recovery and it changed everything. It changed my platform. It changed the people I connected with and eventually led to cannabis recovery. So I'll never forget that video. I was so scared. I was so scared to post it because I think for so long, I felt like I was alone in this, but it turns out I was far from alone. So yeah, we'll definitely see that. So how did you decide to start Canna Recovery? So basically through using my platform to kind of advocate for plant medicine and recovery, you know, it was something, like I said, I felt so alone for so long and 
I realized there were so many of us and I almost felt like it was something I just had a passion for was to share my story and to say, Hey, you're not alone in this. And so I started doing that. And through that built, like brought a lot of people to my page. Um, and I got hundreds of messages of people, you know, expressing gratitude for my willingness to be honest, which kind of blew my mind because I was so scared to be honest. But then I realized they were too. We all were, we were all mixed up in this, like, feeling back into a corner, like we couldn't be honest. And so that's when I, the idea of Canada recovery actually came about. I am not going to lie. The first video I posted about it was on a whim. I had zero experience with groups and zoom and meetings and all of the things I had no idea. I just knew there was, it was a need, you know? And so I posted a video and since then, um, I've had, a, I have a wonderful admin team that has helped me so much, so much in making this happen. So I want to give a shout out to Morgan and Ashley and Caitlin, Lauren, Janelle, Ariel, and Sarah. They have been, them as well as everyone in this group have been monumental to making it happen. But at this point, we have about 1,500 members. We wow. um, do two Zooms a day. Um, they're pretty similar to like what you would see in 12-step. In fact, a lot of our members actually work 12-step. It's just become our safe space to escape the judgments and just exist within our recovery how it is you know um so yeah it's been a really beautiful thing that's awesome and like being able to find others who are you know on this journey with you makes you feel so much less alone and it's like must be so inspiring to like have those people you know behind you like get your back and keep pushing you forward so I really love this idea and this group that you made thank you so much yeah so so what kinds of addictions have people recovered or are recovering from with cannabis in your group? So um, definitely across the board, you know, um, a lot. One, I, I, one thing I see a lot more, I feel like, than others is actually specifically opiates. Um, and it seems like that is that cannabis tends to work for those kind of people a lot, um, people on stimulants, um, specifically a trend I've seen, not even just in this group, but really kind of as a whole that I'm liking is I think that a lot of people are making the choice to put alcohol down and use cannabis. And, you know, that's not to say that alcohol is a problem for everyone because it's not. There's plenty of people that do not destroy their lives over that shit, but some people do. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people make that choice that they've seen like, hey, like drinking just doesn't really serve me and whether they were using the plant or already or decided to reintroduce it I've seen a lot of that and I'm kind of grateful for that I think it's cool yeah cannabis has like this amazing ability to just satisfy you in some way I'm not maybe not for everyone but for a lot of people I feel like for me it satisfied the part of me that I didn't even want to drink anymore like I could completely stop drinking and just smoke weed like I don't need anything else <laughs> a lot of people are the same you know yeah and I was also able to recover from my nicotine addiction with cannabis I do have an episode on that um f nicotine for <laughs> if anyone doesn't know yeah I've had some really great feedback on it and I was just telling my story to see you know maybe it'll help someone because a lot of people are addicted to nicotine you know it, it's very easy to fall into it's ha- really easy to put in your habit like you know it doesn't affect you as much as other drugs would so you're still able to function normally which makes it even harder you know it's just always there and so accessible 
so yeah, cannabis helped me so much, especially CBD, because nicotine fools you and makes you think that it relaxes you, that it calms your anxiety down when all it does is the opposite. <laughs> it just makes you freak yeah. out. Like, yeah, <laughs> when am I going to hit it next? When am I going to get more? Like your whole life starts revolving around this drug. But when I started um, replacing that with smoking hemp flower, which was just CBD or using CBD oil, it was actually relaxing me and it was satisfying that oral fixation that I had. I was still smoking, but I wasn't putting all that in my body and I wasn't forming a new addiction. I was just satisfying that part of me that wanted it. And it completely changed me. And even with smoking, uh, you know, THC that also like makes you forget about (laughs) nicotine and you're like, all right, I'm fine now. (laughs) That's amazing. Because, you know, in the, in the long run, that also is kind of like it goes with alcohol. It's one of the most dangerous drugs there is at the same, yep. you know, yeah. really turn out with some major health effects later on in life. So that's amazing to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. Tobacco is an evil plant. You know, not all the plants out there are nice to us, you know. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and th- this goes back to you. I was going to ask you, like, um, how does cannabis help, help? How did it help you in your recovery? Um, with your any symptoms that helped uh, with or anything like that? So for me, you know, the first thing I want to touch on real quick with that is that it took a long time for me to even get to the point of accepting that it was okay for me to use. Like I, that whole idea of mind altering substance, like I, I've been told so many times I'm wrong for what I'm doing, you know, and part of the journey has been accepting that and realizing I don't care anymore. You know, I really don't. If people have an opinion on what I'm doing, then that's their opinion. More than likely, if I were to die tomorrow, they wouldn't be at my funeral, you know? And once I really started accepting that within myself and then combining that with like honesty, um, you know, working a program, like I said earlier, that works for me, um, you know, all of those things combined with cannabis have changed my life and I've collected the most time I've had in my 30 years, you know, and time's not even something I even resonate with anymore. I don't like to count my days or any of that. I have something around 28 months, you know, and I'm proud of that. And there have been days I try my best to utilize cannabis as a tool versus a crutch, because just like anything, you can go too far with it. So I try to do things like make sure I'm processing things before I go to turn to the plant. But sometimes I'll be honest with you, there have been times where I was hit with a death and I the first thing my brain wanted to do was go get high because it's all it knows, I guess, even years later. And I remember being devastated in that feeling, but then I just went home and I took a couple puffs of my plants and I ended up passing out for the rest of the night. I woke up the next day. I felt fresh. I felt better. I felt like I could tackle it without wanting to go get high. Mm -hmm. And that me is just a miracle in itself. You know, um, the drugs that I was choosing are killing every people left and right, you know, and it's devastating. And to have an option on a day that I would make a bad decision that is healthy for me has really been life-changing. So I'm grateful for it. Yeah. That's awesome. Like there, I feel like, you know, us people who um, like to 
use substances, any kind of substances. I there's I feel like there's certain types of people who, you know, they go to that and some just love being sober all the time. <laughs> they they hate being out of control. Yeah. So I feel like the people like us, we need to replace that with something even, you know, less harmful that can help us because pe- the, how hard it is to just go cold turkey and, you know, completely change your life like that is really, really hard, but this plant has many benefits. It doesn't, you know, usually feel like you're replacing it with another substance. It's like you're enhancing, you know, you know what you, yeah. <laughs> Second, you said that. That's how it is. You know, mm-hmm. you utilize it to enhance your life and it's the most beautiful thing. It's a tool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what is coming up for Canna Recovery and what would you like to see happen in the future? So we actually are really excited. Um, I don't know the day. Ooh, in 13 days, we actually have our very first Canna Recovery retreat. And I, we have all been working so hard to make this happen. And in the long run, it's kind of crazy to think that within the first year of us doing this, we're having a retreat, but I have 31 people from across the United States coming in um, from the 23rd to the 26th for a retreat out in basically the middle of the woods. We're doing a glamping retreat. Um, And it's just for it to come to life. These are people I've talked to every day, all day for 10 months now. So it's uh, to hug them is Uh, going to be the best thing in the world. So that's really exciting. Our group has been really focused on that, but our next goal right after the retreat is actually to apply for nonprofit status. So we've been working really hard within our group for like internal structure. Um, We've been working really hard on things like handbook. We have at this point, we have our own values. We have guidelines, just different things that we can put together. And our goal is eventually to have a handbook of sorts that we could pass off to anyone and anyone could start a meeting, you know, whether it be in person, whether it be online. Um, Right now we are women only or non-binary as well. And that's um, something that in the future we would like to change, you know, but it takes time and that's definitely a goal, but eventually, yeah, we want to be able to have anyone that wants to start their own meeting um, be able to do one. That's awesome. Like you could just have people right there when you need them. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Like you have a whole group to support you. That's sick. So how does cannabis help stop you from relapsing? So, um, you know, as I've mentioned before, I think there's a whole lot of factors to this. And I think, um, for me, I've never resonated. There's so, I never resonated with that whole idea that I was never to touch another substance again. That's something I just, I tried so hard to fit that mold. You know, I thought there was this uh, box I needed to fit in. Um, But for me, I never saw it as a problem to like utilize things that for me, my higher power has gifted me. So when I added cannabis into my recovery program, like I've said, that's when I've been, been really changed everything. Um, cannabis helps me with a lot of my mental health things, you know, like anxiety. I struggle a lot with anxiety. That's probably going to be my prime, um, use for cannabis, but even other things I like to set intentions over my use. Um, I like to make my use a spiritual experience of sorts, and it has changed my life in a lot of ways. Um, I I'm living my dream and I don't want to say that cannabis gave that to me because I know I gave that to me, you know, 
how I worked really hard to get to this point I'm at today. But I know that if I never made the decision to be brave enough to say, hey, I don't care anymore what you think or you think or you think or you think, I'm going to do what I think. And once I did that, here I am, you know, I, I, I'm in a home I'm safe in. I am in a healthy relationship. We have our beautiful fur babies. I work in the cannabis industry. I'm living my dream. And it's all because plant medicine has helped me so much, you know? I love that. That's so great. Saying that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. oh my gosh. So now we can turn a little bit to uh, psilocybin because I know you've had some experience with that. So what has your experience been like with microdosing? So I started my, I introduced microdosing into my recovery journey about an, uh, an hour, not an hour, <laughs> a, year. a year. I'm sorry. I don't know. A year. Um, I'm going to be real with you. I'm not the biggest supporter of big pharma. And if I can make choices that are natural, it's something I've always wanted to move towards. And that's another reason I love cannabis so much. I can choose cannabis over like Tylenol or like, you know, like nausea medicine or these things. And two with psilocybin, like there's a lot of research that shows there's a lot of benefits when you microdose. And I did a lot of research before I started, but that with the combination of meeting someone that knew what they were doing um, and taught me about it, I did start microdosing. Um, I have been doing it on and off since. I'm actually currently not right now, but usually when I do, um, microdosing helps me so much. So A, just for anyone that's out there that might have a misunderstanding, you don't feel anything on microdosing. Microdosing is such a small amount that essentially what it's doing, in my opinion, the way I would put it is it's just giving that little magic of the plant without the full force, right? And so for me, the way it benefits me, it helps so much with my focus, which is something I struggle with a lot. Um, it helps with depression and specifically I've used it to get out of depression. So like almost like an antidepressant, like going to a therapist saying, Hey, I'm struggling. I've picked up microdosing again. And, you know, within two weeks felt like a new person. Um, it helps with my anxiety. It helps with creativity. Um, and especially with just feeling connected, I guess, you know, I, I'm a big believer in plant medicine and the energy it brings. And I just, um, I feel grounded when I'm, when I'm using it. So, so yeah, it's been a really, um, good experience when I do, I do a schedule of like, I do four days on three days off. Usually I'll do like Monday through Thursday when I'm working and it helps me just get through my days and organize my life a little better. Um, and then I just take the weekend off. That's amazing that you felt such a huge difference in two weeks like what you felt like a new person that sounds like way better than the antidepressants I've been hearing about <laughs> definitely you know mess other things up and and I heard that um if you take uh antidepressants and uh psilocybin like it can actually or SSRIs you know same thing yeah uh it won't like you won't feel it as much or something so maybe you have to choose one or the other <laughs> oh I that's what it was for me. I'm telling you, it felt like, uh, I've struggled with mental health medications my whole life. Like that whole being prescribed this and this and this, and it not working and not working. This is the first thing for me that like, okay, you're feeling like you're in the dumps and you need something, a change. Like within two weeks, I was back like, wow, okay. This is like plant medicine. There's a reason we call it that, you know? 
Yeah, definitely love that. So what advice do you have for people suffering from addictions who are interested in trying either cannabis or psilocybin? Okay, so first thing I would say with that um, is don't fix what or don't fix what's not broken. Yeah. Um, if you have a path of recovery that works for you, stick with it. That's what essentially the goal is, right? Is finding what works for you. So if you are completely, you know, abstinent or whatever your path might be and it's working for you, I encourage you to continue on. But for me, I know specifically the idea that that didn't work for me was such a struggle for so long. And if you are one of those people that has tried every which way and you feel a connection to plant medicine, because so many of us do, it comes down to a connection. It almost comes down to a calling. Some people are, but some people aren't. And if you are, accept that and don't pay attention to any of the BS outside of it. And that has saved me learning to just like block out the noise, I guess, and doing what works for me, regardless of what this image of recovery is supposed to look like. That surely is not me. I'm not the poster AANA girl. I can tell you that, you know, but I can tell you something's working for me, you know, and if you think it work can work for you too, it's worth a try. You know, it works for a lot of other people as well. Yeah. Definitely. I've got to experiment, figure out what works. (laughs) Yeah. So where can people find you and Canna Recovery on social media? So um, my TikTok tag is going to be Amy's World. So it's A-M-Y-Z-W-R-L-D. A lot of Canna Recovery stuff has, because it started on that TikTok, that's where a lot of like our information about meeting stuff is. So there's actually a link in my bio that can direct you directly to the Facebook page, or you can also just type in Canna Recovery on Facebook. So like I said, we have a active Facebook group um, and all of our meeting information, our handbook, our values, our rules, all of that stuff is on there. So I would suggest one of the two to find us, um, but yeah, Canna Recovery. Sick. And I will put all that in the description as well. So you guys can find her and do not forget to pick up some goods from Happy Valley. When you want to unlock the premium cannabis experience, visit the Happy Valley store in East Boston today to get 20% off a single accessory with the promo code dope. Now don't get too high. (laughs) It will smack you. Thank you so much, Amy, for being so open and sharing your story with us. And I'm so glad, like, I will send people your way if I hear they want to, you know, recover with cannabis. I love what you're doing. And it's very amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a blessing. And sometimes it's a little surreal um, to be sharing my story with others like this. And I'm grateful for it. You know, there was a time I didn't think I'd make it out. So if you're out there listening and you think that you can't, something I can promise you is that's a lie. Yep. Thanks for having me, Leah. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, 
best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.